Hello, everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I am thrilled that you found me, but more importantly, I am thrilled that you have found Jesus. Friends, there is power in the name of Jesus. And as we journey together, we will unleash discoveries of how to turn hearts of stone into ones of moldable clay for the potter to transform. I hope that you'll consider joining me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. And periodically, friends, we'll delve into my mailbag answering questions from listeners just like you. So if you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. You know, friends, sometimes our life purpose finds us when we're not even looking. Allow me to explain. Jesus has become my everything. It didn't start out as a choice, but when he consistently showed up in my life time and time again, I began to take notice of what was occurring in my life. And you know, saving salvation is a great start. But with Jesus, there are so many other benefits to being a child of the Most High God. As I began to embrace his teachings, I would notice oddities that would come against me and against my family. Most people write these off as occurrences, but I chose to connect the dots and I can truly say I am forever grateful to have taken this road that my life has journeyed upon. And when speaking with other Christians in my community who had umpteen years more of fellowship with Jesus, it was revealed to me that all of them were not really well-versed within spiritual warfare. Now, the subject of spiritual warfare alone seems to cause a lot of confusion among many of my Christian peers. And that is exactly, precisely what the enemy wants. He wants to keep God's children confused as to what his tactics are and what he's deploying. So check your bookcase and assess how many Bibles do you personally have? You know, I was really surprised. I did just that. And I asked my husband, the two of us went to the bookcase and we counted between the two of us. We have 10 hard copies of Bibles. And then of course we have electronic versions as well. But here is where it gets interesting. Bibles containing the Word of God are utterly worthless if we don't read them. Yes, it's possible to possess many like we do, but they will be of no real value should we choose to dismiss God's free guidance and direction for our lives. And again, that's precisely a key strategy of the enemy. 
You see, Satan and his leadership are not worried about the Bibles that are in our possession, nor are they worried about the number of Bibles in our possession, or even you and me going to church on Sunday, as long as we're not bringing church home with us, they are perfectly content. Then we are no threat to the enemy. You see, my earliest memories of the Bible taught me that Yes, it is a sacred book. I knew it was a sacred book, but when I opened it and I attempted to read it, failure occurred. I understood nothing from it. And the enemy in my mind told me, you cannot even understand what you're reading, so you may as well not bother. Shut the book, put it away, put it back up upon the shelf, And you see, I did just that. I thought, oh, this is beyond me. So it would be several years before giving it another go. And fortunately, nowadays, we have many teaching pastors who that's exactly what they want to do, edify and build up their flock. And they teach us the word. They explain what these passages mean. But it is still our responsibility to learn on our own too. And there are many footnotes now that are much more robust in their explanations, allowing us to fully comprehend the intended meaning behind the different various scripture passages. So Bibles nowadays have these notes to help guide us, and that's wonderful, and we can learn so much. So as long as we're doing our due diligence, the Bible just continues to feed us and help us grow. But most of all, we can also pray for the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us upon every time that we open up our Bibles, and we will gain further understanding. And the Holy Spirit loves to reveal the Word of God to His children. Specifically, the book of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 12, it is written, It is all so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. And I find that so encouraging to know as I learn, the angels are learning right alongside of me. When we're in our church services, the angels are there with us, learning, learning more about the word. So earlier on, I believe it was episode five, we discussed prayer and spiritual warfare and how they apply to our lives. Well, today, believe it or not, we are already at season number nine, episode 10. So you can imagine a lot of episodes have been recorded. And, you know, I've been given so much revelation within this large time span. Both my faith and commitment to Jesus have grown and expanded. My relationship to the spiritual realm has broadened beyond understanding that we are one third spirit now. So every day we're contending with a real war in the spirit. It's one of good versus one of evil. And the enemy wants nothing more than our families to be destroyed, our children off course, all of our relationships ruined. John chapter 10 verse 10 records the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give life in all its fullness. Let me read that again. John 10.10 records the thief, so the enemy, his purpose is to steal, steal from us, 
kill us and destroy or kill what we have and destroy what we have. But Jesus's purpose is to give life to us in all of its fullness. And we'll be shown this same thing over and over until we finally learn the lesson or receive a revelation that the spirit world, our angels, are giving us. And I was shown John chapter 10, verse 10, many times. As a matter of fact, I was beginning to think it was a verse that all ministers knew. They had fully digested it. Admittedly, it was being brought to my attention for a reason. So to break the verse down, we look at the thief who takes life compared to Jesus who gives us life and he gives it to us in abundance fully. But the best part of believing in Jesus is that our eternal life begins immediately, not upon our physical death. And this is why the book of Isaiah chapter 25 verse 8 proclaims, He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. He will remove forever all insults and mockery against his land and people. The Lord has spoken. So living life with Jesus elevates us up onto a higher plane. And, you know, I'm not being an egomaniac when I say that, but it's we're on that higher spiritual plane because we have a deeper understanding of what true love is. Love is an action. It's not an emotion. It's not a feeling. We understand that to forgive others is how we're going to gain the forgiveness of God. That's what the word says. It is written that if we don't forgive others, how could we expect to be forgiven? So we have that higher plane of love, forgiveness. And then finally, we have the Holy Spirit's guidance for our lives that is set deep within us. So now digging in deeper within spiritual warfare, as I've said, it was surprising to me that so many well-meaning Christians just don't even acknowledge that they're engaged in a real battle because they're not seeing it with their carnal physical eyes. And yet this is precisely what's occurring. And I don't know why this isn't more often being taught from the pulpit to really help arm the body of Christ. But I think as uh, we see shifts in our world occur, that we're going to start to see more of these teachings. But though much discussion with the Lord and many ideas about how to make my way within this world through all of that, this realization hit home that I am to help him get this message out into the mainstream Christian circles to help educate his flock. And immediately as the idea began forming and taking shape within me, I began to be hit with some physical symptoms in my eyes. While it's not unusual for me to experience dry eye syndrome, this time it was different. This time my eyes were getting to the point where reading and writing was becoming a challenge for me because my eyes were just so sensitive. I had extreme dryness 
and um, just different things occurring with my eyes. But this is exactly how the enemy chose to hit me, where he thinks that I would just give up and give in and say, you know what, it's too difficult. I don't want this challenge. I'm not up for this. Whereas if he knew me better, he would know just how tenacious I am and realize I was going to dig in even deeper at that point. But questioning, is this really what God said for me to do? Doesn't this sound like what happened to Eve in the Garden of Eden? Did God really say that? She began to question and that's what got her into trouble. So in the past, many things I may have dismissed purely as coincidence. I no longer allow these things to slip by. I do notice them. I do connect the dots. And as I began writing, even this morning, I simply turned and had an excruciating pain in my right shoulder blade and my neck. And even as as I'm speaking now, I'm still experiencing some uncomfortableness in that area. And I am professing no weapon formed against me shall prosper and that I've been healed by Jesus' stripes. But now I'm not sharing any of this to scare you out of becoming a Christian or staying a Christian or digging into spiritual warfare. But I am telling you this so that you, along with me, can learn how to overcome the enemy and what his tactics are. So this is going to be my primary focus for my ministry to you and my commitment now as we explore the various aspects of spiritual warfare and what that means. You know, how do we protect ourselves on a daily basis? And importantly, how do we become delivered from attacks of the enemy? Maybe you do have some ailments going on that you know just, you know, they just, they popped up one day and you, you don't know why, you don't know how to tackle it. Well, we're going to dig into all of that and uncover ways that, for what we, practical ways of what we can do. But first, I want to share the Apostle Paul who tells us in Ephesians that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood as our enemy, but rather we're fighting against unseen forces. You know, and it's really the unseen spiritual world. But um, Paul gives a really great explanation. It's in Ephesians chapter 6, and it's verses it's 10 through 18. And he tells us about the whole armor of God. But before we read it, let's center ourselves in a word of prayer. Father, we've entered into your presence and know that you're here with us now. You desire to equip and empower your children by arming us with tools to be successful in navigating various earthly and spiritual circumstances. Our desire is to bring glory to your name and worship only you. Allow us to have hearts that are open and receptive to understanding what these tools are that we possess within our toolkit. Even if many have heard of these essentials many times, allow our ears to be open and responsive to new ways to utilize your full armor. In Jesus' name, amen. 
And friends, if you noticed my prayer ending in Jesus's name, it's not because it sounds like a tagline or some cliche, but rather there is power in the name of Jesus. His name carries and carries our prayer as he lifts it up to the Father and it is magnified. So what I want to do now is I want to go ahead and I want to read from Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 18 and this is the full armor of God. Paul says, as a final word, be strong with the Lord's mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies and tricks of the devil. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world, and against wicked spirits in the heavenly realms. Use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy in the time of evil, so that after the battle you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the sturdy belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In every battle, you will need faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times and on every occasion in the power of the Holy Spirit. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all Christians everywhere. And you know, tomorrow we're going to break that down further and just explain exactly what that means because there's many times in there where it says to stand and we're going to talk about just each section of that. We'll touch on a little bit of that now, but, but look for more in depth tomorrow. You see, it's crucial that we study our enemy like our enemy has studied us. There's a strategy and a battle plan that has been in place for each of us since the day we were born. In spiritual warfare, we need to be praising and praying according to God's word. And when we do so, we can win in spiritual warfare. And Paul provides us with the analogy of a Roman soldier in Ephesians for becoming proficient in battling spiritual warfare. He says to us, let us put on the armor of light or the armor of God. And when we put on, we're clothing ourselves in Jesus. We're protected by the only person that Satan has never defeated. The armor of God begins with truth. And truth is synonymous or equals Jesus Christ. And then we have righteousness, which is being approved by God. And we're only approved because we are in Christ Jesus. It's what Christ did for us that makes us God's righteousness. And then there's peace, faith, salvation, and the word. And now there are six pieces of armor that we actually put on in total, but victory, we're going to start with, that's the belt of truth or again, Jesus. So picture a belt around your waist and the devil cannot stand up to Jesus and win. Jesus has already defeated him. 
The belt is what holds the soldier's sword and breastplate in place. And then the heart is protected by the breastplate of righteousness. This is spiritual, heart, soul protection for the believer, and that's always on our person. Peace would be our feet, which are protected by the gospel of peace. The soldier's sandals were heavy, providing him with traction when he was in the battle. And Christ gives us security and peace when the enemy is constantly launching his arrows at us or his fiery darts, you may have heard them called. And God's promises, that is encompassed in the shield of faith. Faith and trust in God's blessings and promises deflect these fiery arrows that the enemy attacks us with. And did you know that your shield of faith can be enlarged and does enlarge over time as you have more and more faith in God? And that's done through the Holy Spirit gives us that. Now, the assurance of salvation is the helmet of salvation, and it's a Christian soldier's mind, which is priority to protect. We're to always have our helmets on. And in spiritual warfare, the enemy's number one spot starts within the believer's mind. When we feel overwhelmed and think we cannot take another minute of warfare, God reminds us he can. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 puts it this way. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. The sword of the spirit, the word of God, The sword is the word of God. This is the only offensive weapon for the Christian. You see, there's nothing covering our backs because we're to face confrontation head on in Christ's strength. And the believer has a whole armory to choose from in the Bible when selecting the right sword. And the sword is the scripture verses for battle. You see, Logos is going to be our our entire Bible and then Rama are going to be those scripture verses that we dig into and pull out as we need, such as Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, that says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. And I like to personalize these, say no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue which rises against me in judgment, you shall condemn. When we pray, help me Holy Spirit before speaking and before responding, an increase in our joy is experienced. And you know, many prophets understood the reality of powerful unseen spiritual forces and God's spiritual army did not battle only on behalf of the prophetic community, but it is at work actively battling for us, every believer in any age who takes on spiritual forces. The book of John chapter 14, verse six says that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And Jesus again is synonymous with the truth. He is all truth. 
Amen. So Satan's kryptonite is no match for the armor of God against our heart, our mind, and our souls. We're given the full armor of God to withstand spiritual warfare. This is a battle that Jesus has already won. We need only to profess out loud God's word, which is full of blessings and promises. And you know, when you really stop and think about it, God's mantra is fear not. It is stated over a hundred times in the Bible, fear not. So friends, come back tomorrow as we continue exploring the full armor of God and how to apply this to our daily living for success. And you know, if you want to experience an intimate, personal relationship with God's Son, Jesus, spending eternity in heaven, I would invite you to pray this prayer of salvation now. Simply repeat after me. Father, I've missed the mark. I'm turning away from my sins. Come into my heart. I believe in your Son's shed blood for all who acknowledge he took on the sins of humanity, past, present, and future at the cross of Calvary. Amen. And friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, I believe you were spiritually born again. Your next steps are to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you. And consider joining a good Bible-based church where your faith in Jesus can continue to grow and be edified by like-minded people. And allow me to be the first to congratulate you on the most important decision of your lifetime that you have just made. Congratulations and God bless you. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special children's podcast airs on Wednesdays when we're not in the middle of series. So tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, love in action, biblical wisdom, and what the Word of God says about trust and many more. I hope that you'll come alongside me as we explore the Bible together. And if you like this podcast, make sure to hit like and subscribe to ensure you get the latest episodes as they become available. And why don't you consider being a blessing to someone else today by sharing this podcast link with them? Much of today's podcast referenced my book, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you found the content inspiring, you may want to consider reading it in its entirety. You can easily pick up a copy from my website, pampastorcopywriting.com, or at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Dorrance.com. And if you're unable to afford a copy, please write to me. I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. The content is that valuable and you won't be disappointed. It's full of God's word. Until next time, be blessed. And remember, you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus Christ forever. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Until next time, friends, God bless you.